0: that no, I'm growing and the life of a disciple should be a life of growth. It's the natural
1: order of things. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Practitioner's Podcast where we're applying Jesus-style disciple-making to everyday life. This episode is powered by Navigator's Church Ministries which focuses on helping churches make disciples who can make disciples. For more information, check out their website, navigatorschurchministries.org. Justin, how are you this morning, my friend?
0: Doing good, Tony. Spring is in the air. Baseball is being played, not in Ohio, but it's being played, which makes me happy.
1: Oh, me too. And actually, you know what? My son, Connor, uh just made the freshman baseball team. Wow. Yeah. Go awesome. Elks. Yeah. Way super go, excited Connor. about that. That's great. So we're... uh Every waking moment where the sun is shining and it's above uh, 40 degrees, we are outside passing the baseball. And I had a stark realization. Have you ever had one of those before? Once in a while. I, I This was the realization for me. As as we were passing the baseball, I realized something that I never thought would happen. What is My it? son is taller, stronger, and can throw a baseball harder than I can. Uh-oh. How do you feel about that? I don't know. Like, uh, so let, I mean, I'm not going to turn this into my counseling session, but, (laughs) but in one sense, like I have this tremendous sense of pride that I haven't killed this human yet. Yeah. Right. Like I've raised him. Right. Like obviously my wife is a huge part of that, but like we have raised him together and he is this incredible young man who loves Jesus. And, um, And, you know, he's, he's doing good stuff in the world. And then, and then there's the other part of me. That's like (gasps) my ego. Right. Right. And, and, and then on top of that, Shiloh, my little princess, she, uh, I was holding her the other day and I was holding her up and you know how she goes, now I'm the tallest. And she goes, well, unless Connor holds me and then I'll really be the tallest. And I was like, hurtful, (laughs) hurtful. (laughs) That's hilarious. Do you notice growth in your own kids? Yes. So,
0: you know, as you know, we have four. So ranging in age from 11 at the top end to four at the, the bottom end. And the four-year-old's our son. Um, but our 11-year-old, Elise, she is getting super tall. And she is inching up closer to being taller than my wife. Oh, and Her hands are getting big. And so she had uh, her hand up against Kristen, my wife's hand, to see which one was bigger this this week, actually. And Kristen's still bigger by just a little bit, by maybe two centimeters, um, and so it's coming, right? It's so interesting to see the growth, and not only the physical growth, but the emotional development, just all sorts of growth that happens in our kids, right? And especially, you have three kids, I have four. You can almost look around the table and see the different phases that they're in, the different ways that they have grown uh, over the the past, however long, you know, since you noticed last. And I just find yeah. that really interesting. And like you, I have a lot of, a lot of complicated feelings wrapped up in that. I'm excited they're growing, but man, I don't want them to, to go and become adults and be gone. Right? So yeah, I think every parent can probably relate to that.
1: You know, one of the things that you and I often talk about in the idea of, of Jesus style disciple making is raising spiritual children. Mm-hmm. And so this this whole topic really got me thinking. Um, what does it look like to measure growth on a spiritual scale?
0: Huh. That's a that's a fantastic question, and and we should be growing, right? And I think sometimes we might forget that, uh, especially when we are in a culture and have been, you know, historically in the church over the past hundred years, for sure of focusing on the finish line of getting to the point of salvation, which many would consider the finish line. I wouldn't personally. Um, But when the focus is there, then once you're there, you think, well, great, I I did it. I reached that. And then this idea of, well, no, I should continue to grow and there should be continued maturing that's happening in me, just like it is in, in our kids physically.
1: Yeah, we were having this conversation with a group of guys that um that I'm discipling now and and we say you know that we we're talking about the idea of baptism, right? And and one of the things that I think that we oftentimes get wrong in the church and just in Christian circles is that we, we oftentimes treat baptism as the pinnacle. Hmm. But the truth is is baptism isn't the pinnacle, baptism is the base camp. Yeah. I like that and, and there's this, uh, there's this really, there's this like church word that I love to use when I'm preaching. Um, and it's, it's because I sanctification is, is the church word. It's a big word, but it's sanctification. It's the process of becoming more like Christ to sanctify yourself, believing that Christ in all his glory is the perfect image of sanctity of, of what it means to be perfect in with the father. Right. And so I love the idea that, The process from baptism to uh, heaven is the process of of becoming more like Christ, dying to self and picking up more of Him.
0: Uh, Tony, I love that imagery that you talked about with the pinnacle and the base camp. And that big word that you use, sanctification, reminded me of a couple other big words that kind of relate to what we're talking about here. The first is glorification, right? So that we are on this journey where we're gonna be on it until we die and are glorified with Christ in heaven, right? And so that glorification doesn't happen until we get to heaven. And the other one is unification, which happens at the same time that we get to heaven, we're gonna be unified mm. with Christ. And so this these these ideas that you know have big words attached to them normally indicate there's something to it, right? Because we, right. we have taken the time to make a special word for it. But, as disciples, we are on a journey to becoming more and more like Jesus and be and the the degree that which we do that, we're growing, right? We're maturing. We're becoming more and more like him. And often we need to we need to think about that and have that on our radar more than most of us generally do more than I certainly did before I was taught about this that. That no, I'm growing, and the life of a disciple should be a life of growth. It's the natural order of things.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that the 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 um, the thought process of human growth is a really good kind of model to kind of evaluate and look at uh, spiritual growth. And so, I he, here's what I'm going to propose: that today we kind of do an overview of the four different phases of growth. In a disciple. And then in the next four episodes, we go ahead and we explore each one and and what kind of the uh the intricacies of each stage and growth and what that looks like. So the, the best way to make sure you don't miss the rest of this discussion is to to go ahead right now, wherever you're listening, and hit the subscribe button. That's the best way to make sure you don't miss the rest of these episodes. So l- let's talk overview and and why don't you kick us off with infant?
0: Yeah, so um, an infant disciple, and some people might use the term convert on this, but we we prefer infant disciple because biblically we don't see that term convert. And there is not a distinction scripturally between someone who is an infant disciple and someone who is a convert, meaning that as soon as you are 10 seconds old in the faith, you are a disciple. Right. And we can refer back to previous episodes where we said a disciple is someone who follows Jesus, is being changed by Jesus and is committed to the mission of Jesus. And so those three things can hold just as true for the person who is has followed Jesus for 10 seconds and the person who's been following Jesus for 90 years or 80 years, however long. Right. And so this first phase, right, of an infant disciple um, is someone that's beginning to follow Jesus. They're in those really early um, days of what that means and what it looks like. And and so, yeah, There's if you just picture an, an infant child.
1: It really is great imagery, right? Because you can't really do anything on your own as an infant. And,
0: exactly. And we right. expect very little of infants, right? right. We expect that they're going to have trouble with most everything.
1: Just be cute.
0: Just be cute. I don't know if that applies here, but, um, yes. And they're going to make a mess, right? We're going to have to clean up after them. We shouldn't expect much from them. And, and yet there's life there. Right. And the natural order of things is that if we just care for them well and responsibly, that there will be growth that happens.
1: And I think of like second Corinthians five 17, right? When new creation in Christ, you know, that whole idea, that identity piece, right? Uh, and then from infant, we go to, to next, we go to child, right? And you and I both have children and we're, we're raising those children and children. Um, we're, we're teaching children. And this is where life on life disciple making really gets to be a lot of fun because you're teaching children, not how to be children. You're teaching children how to be adults, right? So, you know, Karen and I always joke that we're not raising kids we're raising good adults, Mm-hmm. That's the that's the goal yeah. here, and so we we live in that tension of responsibility and uh, privilege and freedom, and what does that look like, and accountability and consequence, mm-hmm. and you know those those are the kind of things that we start to talk about with uh, with child disciple making, and very much you know this is where we start to instill some of those skills, and we'll talk about this more what the skills are in that child episode of the the growth process, but it's a it's a huge part of of the process and and for me this is and just like it is in parenting this is a really fun yeah this is a really fun this is a really fun area to live in right right yep yep that's great i love that and the next
0: phase then would be the young adult disciple and so you know again if we just keep keep looking back to the physical right what does it look like to parent a teenager or an adolescent Right, it gets a little more complicated because they're not quite a child, they're not quite an adult anymore, and so you're in this kind of awkward phase of trying to release responsibility, but also there's a lot of supervision that needs to happen, um, and they may may need that and want that, or they may not. And if they don't want it, then they probably should, and you got to help them with that. And if they do want it, then maybe they shouldn't want it as much as they do, and you're trying to help them with that. And so there's this phase spiritually as we are discipling when they're a young adult that that really mirrors what it looks like to parent an adolescent or a teenager and so that's kind of the young adult uh, and I know it says adult there but again it's kind of that in-between phase of all right we're a child but we're not quite mature yet we're not quite an adult yet
1: this is also where people are going to really start to develop their theology right and they're going to yeah. push back and you know i have a young adult currently and i get the the uh, the eye roll the most <laughs> right and yep. that and then and so I, I, we're going to talk about this more in this episode but one of the things that's really funny is that we often um, enter into relationship with church people in between this child young adult phase yeah and and that's often where we pick up the most baggage because because we didn't train them because they weren't trained or or we didn't train them as children as right. young adults in the faith, they're much harder, harder to train and that would be like if I just gave you my teenager, it'd be really hard for you, Justin, to just assimilate my right. teenager into your family a yeah. certain way. It just wouldn't work. let's not do that let's not he it he does come with free child care
0: <laughs> well there hey there's
1: a perk there's a perk. We left our kids last night and just left them with that young adult and said, put them to bed and we'll see you later. (laughs) Uh,
0: Had to get to that phase for sure. All right. What's our fourth one? Fourth phase: Uh,
1: The mature disciple, right? The shows the virtues understands, uh, understands how the whole process works has, has what we call wisdom, right? Wisdom comes with maturity. And then Mm -hmm. that mature disciple is, uh, it's kind of characterized by window, wisdom and then also mature disciples are able to reproduce the whole process.
0: Mm, and I yeah. think
1: this is the ultimate, like this, we talk about the raising the bar, right? And when we talk about raising the bar, mature disciples are the ones who are reproducing and, and that's, you know, that's grandparenting, which I've not been, but like being a spiritual grandparent as I am is one of the proudest things in my life.
0: Yeah. Amen. I echo that too, that I had somebody tell me once that the most amazing thing that can happen in a believer's life is to help somebody else come to know Jesus. Mm. And I, I had that experience. I've had that in my life and it is amazing, but there's something even better than that. And what's even better than that is when someone that you've helped into the kingdom, helps somebody else into the kingdom, right? Because you've seen that reproduction it has been passed on but the other thing I think we should mention here, Tony, is that um, as we're thinking about these phases of growth, we we often need to also realize that we are somewhere in this, right. right? It's not just about other people. It's also about us. We are somewhere in this continuum and it doesn't matter how old you are. That doesn't mean that you're necessarily an adult spiritually um, or how young you are, both either physically young or young in the faith, some people mature at different rates when it comes to spirituality. And so, you know, it's important that we think about that and to kind of consider, right, where are you? But also if you are discipling somebody else, you need to be thinking about, well, where are they? Because if I try to do with a child disciple one thing, and I try to do that exact same thing with a young adult disciple or an adolescent, then they're going to respond really differently. Right. And so I need to be wise about that.
1: Let me ask you this as I, as we're diving into this and we're talking about this. One of the things that I've realized is that uh, sometimes I feel like I vacillate between like a mature disciple and then other times a young adult disciple. Is it is it possible to move back and forth or am I just kind of like sometimes it, my ability to make disciples almost feels seasonal? Uh, and maybe that's just because I'm overly emotional and passionate about everything. But right. uh, well, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, man, that's a great question.
0: So let me ask you this. Do you, do you feel the same way about different aspects of your own life? That sure. some, some areas you are like 40 and other areas you feel like you're 14.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: And I, I would say that about me too. Right. And so, um, again, the physical often, um, teaches us or informs us about the spiritual, And so I think that's a super good question and really an insight here, right? That, that, yeah, we might be at one point with some things and, you know, in another phase with other things. And so, you know, overall, though, that's kind of what we're thinking and looking at because none of us are perfect. None of us have it all together. Um, And so, you know, broad strokes, where, where do you fit? But the other thing is, if you recognize, well, yeah, I'm, I seem to be in this phase, but wow, this one thing in my life, I'm like an infant. Mm. Well, that that should raise our attention and maybe our intentionality uh, towards developing that part of ourselves or inviting somebody else in to help us with that.
1: And that goes back to that whole idea of sanctification, right? Is is that it's a never, like, this is a, a pinnacle that as long as we're breathing, we're not going to get, you know, like we're striving to get to right. it, It's uh, you know, it, but it's a, it's a continuous process. And one of the things that I've realized about myself as uh, I still make a lot of the same core sins that I've, I've made, right? Like I, I've always wrestled with control. I've always wrestled with pride. But let's be honest, like 40-year-old version of me pride is much more palatable right. and feels a little less sinful than 20-year-old version of me pride. And and yeah. thank God. I mean that by God's grace alone, right? And and that makes me a little less insufferable, right? You know, like the sins as a young adult are some of the s- sins I still have as a um uh, as a full grown adult, a mature adult, yep. uh, mature in air quotes, you, you know me, it's not that mature, but it's the growth has changed the way it looks, still the core idea, but the way it looks, which I, I think feels right. like pretty on par with what you're talking about there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Good, Tony. Well, help help us out with a takeaway and action step today.
1: Yeah. So the, the takeaway uh, is faithful disciples expect to grow. Faithful disciples expect to grow. In the action step, it, right? It's they an expect it, right? It's an it's expectation, like yep. right. right? If if you're following Jesus, you're going to move, love. You it. know, and and He's going to take you right up that mountain towards sanctification. We believe that for you. Now, the action step is equally important, which is today we want to invite you to just spend some time and identify where you are in the maturation process. Where are you on the mountain, right? Where are you on the the process? Of of disciple making growth and what does that look like? So spend some time and identify it. And and whoever is discipling you or whoever you're discipling, I want to challenge you to talk to them about it. Like, hey, you know what? I've realized this is an area where I'm uh, young at all. This is an area where I'm mature child or infant. Right? Just identify it. There's no connotation to it, and uh, and be sure to to spend some time. So uh, you know what, guys? That's our episode today. We're we're so thankful for you. Uh, Justin, final thoughts on this?
0: No, I think we just got to keep thinking, right? Where are we? What is God asking us to do, inviting us into so that we can continue to grow because disciples grow.
1: Guys, thank you so much for spending time today. We want to invite you to share this episode with a friend. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and join us next week as we continue to explore the uh, the four pillars of the disciple making process. Next week, we take a look at infant's We'll see you guys real soon.